Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with Big Ticket Clients, and it is my pleasure and honor to introduce you to Perdeep Sangha, CEO and wise man, entrepreneur <laughs> extraordinary. Perdeep, how are you today? I'm doing great, Dr. Pillay. I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah. <laughs> hey, I got to set you up, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Pradeep, um, you know, we, we've been talking and getting to know each other. And I have to say, you are an exceptional gentleman who has done a lot of things. I can't wait to hear all your stories. I can't wait to hear your massive success with the male entrepreneur. Okay. Um, yeah, and awesome. I want to know how you started out as a farm boy. Why don't we go way back? <laughs> how did you become a farm boy? Tell us about well, that. Yeah, let's just say I had no choice. I kind of grew it. I grew into it. My parents immigrated from India and they literally came here with nothing. And, and while they would be working and picking apples on uh, in, in the orchard, mm-hmm. they w- had my brother and I in the apple bin because sometimes they just didn't have childcare. So that's and this how is I, in Canada, right? This is in Canada. Yeah. yeah. This is in a small town in Canada mm-hmm. because all they knew how to do was hard work. And at that time it was just manual labor. So I literally just grew up on the orchard and I just remember as normal kids would, you know, be taking their, their time off during the weekend or going on summer vacations, I would be in the orchard working 12, sometimes 14 hour days wow. from four o'clock in the morning. So, but for me, I thoroughly enjoyed it because I was in touch with nature. I got to go out there and breathe fresh air and just got to experience life from a different perspective. And if you ask me, if, would I ever go back? I would say absolutely. Wow. Wow. No, yeah. you, you, you are absolutely a person of humility. I can tell. I, I love your stories, but you know, one thing for anyone who doesn't know you, right? One thing I can say is anyone who can go from the farm boy that you're describing yourself <laughs> as to working with people like Frank Kern, right? To counting someone like that as a client or having the endorsement of a Jack Canfield. That is a massive level of success. Can you tell us how you journeyed? How you, what, what, what story brought you to, to who you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, where, where do I start? You want me to start from the beginning? <laughs> yeah, go tell us the whole thing. We got time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. So it all started off with really my parents because they, they worked their butts off and they said, you know what, pretty, we don't want you to struggle like we struggled. We want you to go to school, get an education. And like pretty much every typical Indian family at that time was like, you'd be a doctor, you'd be a lawyer or an engineer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I went to university in the sciences, actually biochemistry. And in my fourth year, I just still remember this moment. I was walking to class one day and I just looked over and this campus was fairly big for a Canadian campus, right? 40,000 students. And I looked over to my left, looked over my right. And I saw these students and I was just like, they just looked like zombies going to class. And I was just like, wow, everything was in slow-mo. And I remember sitting down in my stats class and the professor was, you know, writing away. And I looked over, I talked to the guy next to me and I said, why is he writing out this formula this this way? He's he's going the long way. It could be done a lot easier. He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, he's the prof. We're just here to learn. Yeah. Something just clicked in my head at that time and said, this just doesn't seem right to me because I'm learning how to be successful from a person that, you know, nothing against professors. I think they're absolutely great. We need them from an academic standpoint. But I'm like, I just have a different level of success that I want to achieve in life. And I literally just switched over to business. And from there, I, I got, kind of got caught in the corporate world. It was funny. I went for an interview 
And the person that was interviewing me was the person that I was tutoring in <laughs> one of my classes and from a tax law perspective. And he literally said, and we literally just talked and I was shocked. I was like, you're interviewing me? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so we talked for 20 minutes and then he said, okay, when do you want to start? And I said, aren't you going to ask me some work questions? Yeah, yeah. He's like, and then he's like, no, man. He's like, if you can teach me tax, you can do this job. <laughs> So long story short, I was in the corporate world for 14 years and I worked my way through and I became a successful executive. And I thought my goal at that time was to be a CEO of a major corporation. Mm -hmm. And I had literally led every division from marketing to sales to operations, customer experience, you name it. I I led it because I wanted to have that knowledge Mm -hmm. to be able to go into a CEO role. But I was, I was miserable, man. I was. My relationship was going down the tubes. My wife and I were on the verge of divorce. Mm. We had a young kid at that time because I just didn't feel like I was being myself. Yeah. And I, and I always had this thing in the back of my mind where I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to have my business and I would go to work and I would, I'm the type of guy that goes in there and I literally just, whatever it is, I just need to be the best at it. Right. That's just kind of my own work ethic. And I would go into meetings and I would talk to other people that were just kind of, eh, they wouldn't know their own stuff. And I was just kind of like, what am I doing here? And so I literally walked into work one day and I, I quit. And yeah. And it was my wife and I actually talked about it for a couple of days before. And she said, you are serious about this, aren't you? Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for you that you had the conversation first, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But she knew, she knew, she, she said, guys, I see it in your eyes. And I walked in and uh, it was an interesting conversation that I had with people because they literally said, are you crazy? (laughs) <laughs> because she's like, you have everything, you, you have it all made. What are you doing? You're throwing this all away. And I said, you know, I just, I got to take that next step in life. And I literally took that next step. And then, it, you know, a couple of weeks later, I was just like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I just left this entire world. Yeah, yeah. I had it all set up, right? I had it all. I just, and then I'd be like, now I got to start from scratch again. Wow. wow. Uh, Isn't and it, it just a- so... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, isn't it amazing how you get to one, you know, mountain and you realize, oops, wrong mountain. <laughs> and, then, and then you, and then you climb another, another one. Oops, ooh, wrong mountain. But, yeah, exactly. But every time you had to start over, you were actually going in the right direction. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because that's how I live my life. And that's how I work with the, the people that I do, the entrepreneurs that if it's not working out for you, there's a reason for it. You just got to change your strategy, right? You got to do something different. Um, and so that's just what I continue to do. And I just, it, it has taken me here and that's kind of where I am. So I've had an interesting journey since I left, left the corporate world. I've had doors open up for me. Mm-hmm. I've had doors quickly shut and it's just, it's been one adventure after another. And I can say it's thoroughly, I, I love it. I'm totally fulfilled. And it's because I get to be the person, the man that I want to be. And wow. that for me is the most important thing. Wow. That's just amazing. You know, tell us a little bit about the company that you have built, the male entrepreneur, the podcast, everything you're doing today, what are you doing today and how is it working for you? Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I just kind of fell into and it's really working with men to help them. What started off as growing their business is really helping them with Mm self-mastery because when you can master yourself, you can pretty much master anything in life and in a business. I found this out just the hard way working with, with guys and I just noticed that you know, I would consider myself and I am a business strategist because I've spent two decades. I've gone to the best business schools mm-hmm. and I know business inside. Now, for the most part, I'm not going to say every single thing. Things are changing. But when I would be working with entrepreneurs to grow their business, 80% of the work that I was doing with them 
was on the self-mastery side. Mm. Really, how do they take control of what I'm going to call their inner energy, Mm -hmm. their emotions, and their thoughts? Because strategies and tactics will get you to a certain point. But it's how you make decisions and how you take action that ultimately leads to the path and your success in life. And that's what I was working with entrepreneurs on. And I just, I soon found out as I dug deeper and deeper that I'm just going to throw a number from my own experience that 80% of guys out there are challenged in some way, shape or form, either in their relationship, their life with their children, from a personal aspect, whether it's Mm self-confidence or not feeling, especially with entrepreneurs, here's a big one, right? They get burnt out. And yeah, they have the money, they have the success, Mm -hmm. but they don't have the emotions that go along with it. Wow. Isn't it amazing how mindset, we all come back to mindset. Yes. And and the funny thing is, if if you sell mindset up front to most people, they might go, oh, no, I don't need that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I just want to make money or something, you know? Exactly. And and then when you're trying to help them in their lives, it all comes back to mindset. So, So would you consider yourself a mindset coach or consultant or expert? Would you put yourself in that category? And and how does that look for you? Yeah, actually, I take it one step further because I, this is my passion. This is what I've studied for years, decades, mm-hmm. is there's three things I really focus on. One is neuroscience, right? It has to come down to science. The mm-hmm. second is transformational psychology. And the third is, well, what is the ancient art of mindfulness? You mm-hmm. combine those three disciplines and they're absolutely powerful. So I say mindset is a component of that, but I take it 10 steps further and go real deep because mm-hmm. we all read books and we say, okay, you know, we, there's dozens of books that say change your perspective, change your mindset, but there's no real sh- system or formula that they show for you to do it. And that's what I've spent years doing is actually creating that formula, the system for men. Mm-hmm. And women can use a similar formula, but the system for men to be able to say, it's like a checkpoint system. There's 10 points to say, okay, am I doing this? Yes or no. Am I doing this? Yes or no. That actually helps them transform themselves. And really what it comes down to is I'm a self-mastery strategist. When it comes to life and business, that's mm. what that's what I am called. Because uh, the mindset is a certain point; it's just a small fraction of the overall formula. Yeah, no, that that's powerful. You know, I'm I'm curious as to how you ended up focusing on men. You know, um, because I heard you say either once or twice now that women can use these too. Um, are you leaving uh, women for a, a second 2.0 version? <laughs> yeah, 2.0 version, or is this just going to be your focus? You know, it's interesting because I'm now seeing as much interest from women as I am seeing from guys and <laughs> yeah. women saying, can you please help me? Yeah. So I do have some, a few uh, female clients that I work with on a one-on-one basis. My, my mission right now is we talk about high ticket clients. I still have my high ticket clients, mm-hmm. but it's really to focus on the average person that can't afford my high ticket price. Got it. And because every person deserves to be able to master themselves. Mm-hmm. So long story short, yes, I'm. <laughs> I'm probably going to get down into that direction of maybe saying the male entrepreneur plus or something. But uh, right now it's men. And I and I kind of fell into it because, A, I've gone through those st- struggles, right? Mm-hmm. I've gone through the depression. I've gone through those challenges from a personal aspect, from a relationship aspect, from a health aspect. So I understand the pressures of what it's like to be a guy. Yeah. And I don't know how else to explain this, but you know at a point in time in your life what you're meant to do. Absolutely. And this is for me, because if I take a look back to my childhood, how I grew up, the influences that I had, this I know is what is, is my destiny, my journey. And for me, I, it just reconf- it's reconfirmed every time I talk to someone mm-hmm. and 
those conversations that I have, that they have those aha moments that they go back and they implement what we talk about and it changes their life or their business, that reconfirms everything for me. And when it came to men particularly, mm-hmm. I just found that I had that knack for it. I could just easily, and even um, I had this question presented to me the other day. Well, how do you deal with alpha males? I say, well, just like any other male, yeah. because alpha males have the same issues mm-hmm. that every other male. I don't care if you're, I've worked with people that make a hundred million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. They still have the same self-confidence issues or relationship issues that a person that is making $10,000 a year. It, there is no difference in us human beings, especially in men. We have the same emotions. And so, an event that happened last year, which really solidified things for me was my dad passed suddenly. He had a heart attack. Yeah. It just, there's, it's an interesting story and I know you like stories, but everything kind of my condolences, first of all. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. And for me, that was a defining moment because all of the events that led up to that just confirmed that he was, he was meant to go. And it was confirmed that this was my journey in life. This is my destiny. So that that just changed my perspective. And I, in, in, instead of when my dad passed, I didn't lay off the gas. I actually just put it down. I put my foot on the pedal and said, I'm going to go 10 times harder. Because my dad being an entrepreneur and my dad having the challenges that he did, and he suffered from a lot of things. My dad was the best you know, he was an amazing person because he taught me so many things, good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He taught me how to be a man. Mm. He taught me about masculinity, the energies of masculinity, which I, I show men how to do mm-hmm. and practice. And just his presence was just a total transfer. It was a transformation for me in terms of seeing what a man is supposed to be. But he also suffered from other challenges. He suffered from alcoholism, for example, mm-hmm. right? He, he suffered from not being able to shut work off at, uh, at times and constantly thinking about work. So that gave me a, just a stronger push to say there's so many men out there that are in the same situation mm-hmm. that I can help. And I'm going to help wow. by doing the work that I'm doing. Wow. And, and good for you. You know, um, one thing I can say about every hero's journey, okay, is that um, we followers, we, we tend to follow people who have walked the walk themselves. Mm-hmm. And I can totally see with your life experience how as a man, maybe the first, the first people you want to help are the people who can relate to you. So that's, that's yes. powerful. There is one thing that you mentioned that I want to, um, I want to dig deeper on. You mentioned, uh, high ticket, uh, clients of yours. Yes. And so, first of all, Pradeep, here's the first slap on the hand on the Big Ticket Clients show. We say big ticket clients. <laughs> I'll remember that. Yeah, we don't say Ooh. high ticket. Yeah, we don't say, and, and part, part of it, part of the truth here is that, you know, everyone says high ticket. That's the normal yes. thing, right? When yes. they're talking about, about price and things like that. Um, I coined, I didn't coin it. Actually, uh, high ticket is a derivative of big ticket. So yeah. they're not yeah. too far apart, but, um, I want to know, that group of people who you consider big ticket clients, mm-hmm. um, has it been difficult to connect with them or easier or what's the relationship been in terms of focusing on them versus focusing on other types of clients? So I would say both. It's been tough and it's, and it's been great as well. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit tougher because the big ticket clients yes. Yes. sometimes yeah. have, <laughs> have, have, have a bigger ego. Uh-huh. And it takes that much more to break through. So for me, I, I enjoy my work. Mm-hmm. I love working with people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to work with someone that's going to put up an ego for me because I just, I don't need that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm at that point in my business and my life that I just don't need that. 
I will do it from a challenge perspective to say, okay, how do I practice up on my skills? How do I break through to this person? Mm -hmm. Because if this person has such an ego, there's a reason for it. There's something that they're What what are they struggling with, right? Yeah. What are they struggling with? And how do I sharpen my skills to be able to get through? And it, it, takes me a lot sometimes, a lot of patience, but when I'm able to get through, it's, it's just that much more fulfilling. Yeah. And, and it just, it, it just opens everything up because that's just another person. Again, big ticket clients are just people. They're just people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you know, Pradeep, um, I, I'm interested in some of the challenges that your clients deal with. First of all, yes. you have a fascinating focus from a career perspective. I just think it's amazing. But what belief systems, what struggles do they generally show up with when they first become your clients? And then what do you have to do to sort of help open them up and take them to their promised land? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest one I would say that's pretty uniform is that their business success is what's going to make them happy. Mm. That's the biggest one. And making more money or growing, that's the challenge that they're looking for. And most go-getters and people that are successful in life, that's that's what they tend to go towards. Mm-hmm. So they have this goal, particularly in business, that they're trying to achieve. So that is the biggest challenge. And what ends up happening, as I mentioned before, is they don't have a life. They say they have a life. They have a fancy life. They have the fancy cars. They have the yeah. fancy house. Yeah. They get the trappings. Yes, but they don't, they don't have the emotions outside of that. So working with them to really break out and actually create some goals. So have some family goals. Yeah. So just outside of out of your work, what kind of, what kind of goals do you have for your family? Mm. So when you, when you spend time, you know, we all have a goal and, and this is, you know, the, some of the methodology that I use, right? You have your high intent um, focuses, your outcomes mm-hmm. Two every single day. One is in your business and one has to be in your personal life. Because wow. if you just leave it to your business, mm-hmm. that's all you're going to focus on. And that's why people can't shut their, their brains off f- yeah. from work. You know, I interviewed uh, a very successful gentleman. Uh, his name is Ron Carson. Um, he manages uh, Carson group of companies. They manage $15 billion in assets annually. Yeah, and, wow. he, and he told me, I asked him, what's your number one, uh, you know, what's your number one advice? He said, have balance in your life, man. Forget yeah. about the money. Yeah. <laughs> this is a guy who's got 15 billion. In <laughs> He's like, forget about the money and have a life. So when yeah, I hear exactly. you saying that, I totally can see where you're you're very much in line with him. And it's funny because when we see successful people like him or like you, we forget that the very best of you guys have figured it out. It's about your lives. It's not just about your money. Yeah. And I'll I'll take it one step further is it's about who you are, Mm. right? Because if you are completely confident as a man or a woman in terms of your own shell, the emotions that you feel, then everything else becomes that much easier to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But it's when you're not happy with yourself, when you're not aligned internally with your thoughts, your emotions, and your energy, Mm -hmm. that it becomes a struggle in your business. Again, business is all about Mm self-mastery, strategies and tactics that those come and go all day long. Yeah. 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 So, so, so we've talked about, you know, um, the idea of self-mastery. What does yes. success look like? So let's say I show up on your doorstep and you put a couch and I, I lie down and, <laughs> and I tell you my problems. No, I'm just kidding. You know, yeah, what, yeah. What, what would I look like or what would someone look like after they've worked with you? you know, and, and what few things might you advise that people who can't work with you right now could go and start thinking about in their lives? Yeah, yeah. The big thing is if you take a look at so the the values that we have at the male entrepreneur are really family, freedom, vitality, and passion. That's how I live my life. Mm. 
Those are the four things. And if it's, if I have one of my programs is called 360 Abundance, and that's what it's all about. It's not just about business success because, uh, yes, there's occasions, and I do have programs where I work with individuals to help them grow their business and say, okay, you want to get from point A to point B from a revenue standpoint, I can help you do that and create systems and processes and, and from a marketing standpoint and sales processes. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Mm-hmm. That's the easy part. But then outside of that, what is it that you want? Do you want a better relationship with your spouse? Do you want to be feeling like you're a better father or a husband? Or do you want to have different hobbies? What's your vitality like? And biggest thing for me is passion. Mm. And so if anybody is going to work with me, they're going to know that I am all about passion. Mm. And that's what it is. I want you to live a life of complete passion, of joy, fulfillment, right? And inner peace, Freedom. That's what it ultimately comes down to, especially for men, is we need to feel like we're free, mm. right? Not barred down because here's what ends up happening. My number one goal from a business standpoint mm-hmm. is to help you create freedom. So, so, so b- b- before you say that, I want to yeah. make sure that I really delineate what you said. Family, freedom. Yes. So family, freedom, vitality. And what was the fourth one? I didn't get passion. That. That's it. Got it. So yes. family, freedom, vitality, and passion. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. So freedom, what ends up happening with so many entrepreneurs is you get caught in that trap. You, you, it becomes a status trap, which you, yeah, you're an entrepreneur, but you don't have the freedom mm. of what it is supposed to be like to be an entrepreneur. You're supposed to be able to shut your work off and go hang out with your family, go on vacation and do those things. And it's mainly because most people from a process perspective, they haven't set their businesses up properly operationally. Mm-hmm. And from a, from a, an emotional and a thought perspective, they have not. Wow. Here's it, one of the messages. Actually, that, that sounds to me like, you know, you start business for one reason and then you get stuck in the business, right? Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like the e-myth uh, approach, you know, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can't move. <laughs> And people keep confirming it because what do you got? You got people like Grant Cardone out there. They're like, hustle, 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 grind, 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 right? And people are burning themselves out like crazy. Mm -hmm. Yes, you get people that are successful. But have you ever sat down and talked to someone that's making a billion dollars a year? And sometimes you can tell. Some of them have their stuff together. Most of them don't. Very true. They don't Mm -hmm. because they've just created what we call it. Just another, it's just a fancier trap for themselves. They've just, they're making that much more money, but they're spending that much more time trying to manage their business. Wow. Wow. I love that family, freedom, vitality, and passion. Tell us a little bit more about passion. You know, when I think of passion, you know, my life struggle has been, how do I bring my music (laughs) uh, into my life. Okay. You know, I I grew up thinking my father would tell me when I was a young child, don't play that guitar because you're not going to make any money. (laughs) (laughs) And look, I love, I love my father, but I got to tell you, I I can't survive that way. (laughs) I have to do this music. So is that what you mean by passion? You know, we all have to find that thing that is truly us and bring it out authentically. Yeah, that's part. That's definitely the biggest thing because your intuition is the most powerful thing if you actually tap into it. And your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, they will tell you what you are passionate about. Mm -hmm. We just shut it off because we're told that, oh, no, you know, it's not right from a society perspective or you shouldn't be doing that because you're a guy, you know, you're a man or you're a father. You shouldn't be doing that kind of like those are the things we have so much pressure on us from society that you got to break free and say, what makes you happy? Yeah. What makes you joyful? What makes you jump out of bed? Mm -hmm. But also it's about purpose and impact, right? Because I'm sure that your music has an impact on people outside of yourself. 
right? Just listening to the introduction when you're like, this is me. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. I want to hear, I want to hear more of it. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's having a bigger purpose, especially as, as men, we need to have a bigger purpose because what's our one biggest thing is, is we want to be remembered in some way, right? We want to have people say, you know, even my son, I want my son to say, you know, my dad had an impact on me in this way and, and my daughter as well and my wife. So having that, that purpose, those values, you know, we talked about that before uh, and before we started, I think, is we talked about the importance of values, because if you are in alignment with your values, mm-hmm. you're going to live a passionate life. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, um, Pradeep, I, I have to say, we talked about storytelling and most of what I'm hearing you talk about is that we men have to learn to tell ourselves better stories so that mm-hmm. we can sort of come out of whatever bad stories others told us or we tell ourselves how can we develop the practice of really stepping up to ourselves and our own greatness? Because I, I know I've struggled with it, and many people have struggled with it. You, you've got a topic, my friend, that everybody needs. So how yeah. do we step out of the stories we're telling ourselves, the negative stuff we're telling ourselves? Yeah, you know, it's it's a great question because this is this is the work. This is the formula that I do, right? It's really self-mastery. If you take a look at a pyramid, just picture a pyramid in front of you. Mm-hmm. The bottom foundation is self-mastery. If, if you have the self mastery down, the next step is, is your stories, mm. the stories that you tell yourself, Ooh. because your stories then determine your decisions mm-hmm. and your decisions will then determine your actions and your actions will get to the top of the pyramid, which is your outcomes. That's how the, that's basically how humans work. That's how success in business and how life works. It all comes down to your self mastery, which then will determine your stories. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've developed over the last decade a system that it's a 10 point system really that really we touch on. Okay. Are you doing this? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. If that's, if, if you are great, let's move on to the next one. Yes or no. And then you identify what you're not doing out of those 10 points and you actually start focusing on it. Mm-hmm. So I'll just give you an example. There's three main areas that I focus on f- for, for men outside of business, right? When it comes yeah. to business, we're talking about self-mastery, life mastery here. Mm-hmm. Is The first one is life energy, your thoughts, and then the third one is your emotions. Your life energy is really made up of three things. It's your being in the present moment. It's your masculine versus feminine energy. Mm. And it's also your focus. So the first thing that everybody needs to understand is that the only time that you have power is in this present moment. Wow. You mean not in the past? Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in the past. Because here's, here's, a, here's a perfect example. Hey, can you hit a baseball in the past or can you hit a baseball in the future? Nope. No. The only time you can hit it is right now. But what ends up happening? Majority of people are always thinking about the future or mm-hmm. thinking about the past. Which they have they, no control over. Zero. Love it. Love it. And so the more you focus on the present moment, the more you can accomplish, the more you can get done. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be thinking about future and strategizing, but those moments should be in the moments of strategizing, Mm -hmm. not not your everyday stuff, which most people do, right? You're sitting here eating dinner and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, I got to do this tomorrow when it comes to work. Yeah, I got to do that tomorrow. That's not how you should be living your life because that what it does is it depletes your energy. Mm -hmm. It depletes your life energy. It spreads your life energy over the future and the past, which doesn't even exist where it should be in the present moment. I love your analogy about the whole baseball and lack of control thing, because, you know, if you focus on the present, that's where you have, you can express gratitude for the present, right? Yes. Uh, It's kind of hard to express gratitude for the future, right? (laughs) You know, you know, one thing I've, I've really learned from what you're saying here is that you use a scientific assessment process 
yes. to, to bring sort of bring science into the equation so that people feel like, okay, this is something I can work with. Do you do that because you've encountered people who give you the objection? Oh, this is all woo woo mindset. Oh, you're trying to change my brain. Um, how does the assessment help them ground them in the reality that this is something tangible? Is that kind of yeah. what you found? Yeah, absolutely. But more importantly, it was for myself because mm. I grew up with a science background. I was a science junkie. I was a science geek and everything was about proving things. It was all about logic. It was all about, you got to prove your hypothesis. So that's where it came from. Because I even in my own mind, as much as I am spiritual, mm-hmm. I also have the side where I'm like, I got, there's got to be practical. Mm-hmm. It's got to work, right? Because we're talking about all this foo-foo stuff. That's great. But how do you make it work? How do you make it impact someone's life today? So it was not about other people. It was about myself. Wow. Wow. And you you discovered that path. Good for you. Now, if you, if in closing, if you were to just give out one last piece of advice for anyone who's fascinated as I am uh, by the the, the topic of self-mastery, what would your advice be, right? I mean, we're going to talk about how to get a hold of you. But just general yeah. advice, what would that be? Yeah. yeah, the first thing is you have to understand, mm-hmm. if you get this, this will change your business and it will change your life. You are your biggest asset. Mm. Not your technology, not your company, not the people in your business. You are your biggest asset, but you are also your biggest roadblock. Ooh, I love yes. that. I love that. S- it's true. And so if you can get you out of your own way, mm-hmm. just watch the things that you can accomplish. That is the biggest thing that, you know what, if you, people click, well, as soon as it clicks for people and they start investing more in themselves, mm-hmm. rather than all these fancy strategies, watch what you can do. Because I'm telling you, you can connect into what we call like pure genius creativity, you will be able to overcome challenges that before you were just like, how am I going to do this? You're going to be like, okay, I got this. I'm going to be completely resourceful. Here's the steps that I'm going to overcome. You're going to make better decisions in life and you're going to be more committed and more passionate about your action Mm -hmm. and your actions. And you're going to get the outcomes that you want out of life. And it all comes down to realizing that you are your biggest asset. You know, I heard somewhere that um, a lot of us hear that million dollar idea and don't realize it. And I feel yeah. like I just heard one right now. I hope <laughs> I hope everyone listening understands that what you've just said is the key to their success. I really do. I, I appreciate you coming on our show. And by the way, how can people reach you for those who want to just get in touch with you, maybe learn more from you? Do you have a favorite website that you want to send us to? Yeah, absolutely. So my my website is themaleentrepreneur.com. It's a simple one. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a podcast, which is a completely different thing. I like to take it from a practical standpoint and keep it fun and, and a little bit humorous, which is mailpodcast.com. But those are the two main areas you can always reach. I'm very easy to get a hold of because you can just send me an email and I'll, and I'll respond. Absolutely. Well, Coming from uh, the farm boy uh, <laughs> all the way to the male entrepreneur, I am just so happy to have learned from you, Pradeep. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for allowing me to be on your show. This has been great. I love it. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.